everybody. This is Dr. Missy Hood with a 15-minute rev. I hope everybody's doing great this afternoon. Hey, Georgia. Jacqueline Forrest, good to see you guys. Happy Sukkot. This is uh, the most important head of the year that we will ever go through in our lifetime. I don't know if you're aware of that. And if you don't have a place to celebrate that tonight, I would like to encourage everybody to head on over to Kurt Landry's page. I'm giving him a plug um, because they're going to be celebrating it tonight at 7 p.m. CST. But you're going to want to go and observe that and uh, get through your door. You're going to want to get through your door. I've got a word, too, by the way. A lot of things going on. <clears throat> I've got a, We may go a little bit over today, so I probably need to jump right into it. But um, I've got kind of a hard word for the Jezebels right now uh, the, because of the way that the Lord is starting to move us through our doors and into this new level and if you haven't noticed you know with every new level we have a new set of laws that are activated which is why the road gets more narrow and it's what causes us hey hi Bobby it's what causes us to have to uh, comply with God and his ways if we're going to go higher with him so that's the place that we're at right now in the body if we want to see the glory fall and we want to see revival fall and we want to see love come into the room because the only way we're going to see that is if we comply in a line which brings me to the word and the title for today's 15 minute rev is called defeating the bulwark of jezebel passing the test an imminent defeat for the enemy but this is the prophetic word about Jezebel. It states that Jezebel is very high in this hour. <clears throat> Pardon me. And this is what the Lord says. I placed some of you in the past of Jezebel to help kick that thing out of its high tower in your lives, in your families, and in your hearts. And I did this in my attempt at showing you and those vessels around you my ways to bring deliverance and freedom from the apparatus of religion. Yet many have chosen not to listen. And in this hour, you're going to hear me releasing many people, no matter what capacity of relationship you're in, that are operating where they have different partners, spouses, friends, ministers, you label it, operating in this principality. The Lord says, I'm going to be releasing you from that assignment. For onlookers, don't judge any of these vessels because there are two sides to every story. Not every story has a happy ending due to personal choice. If you've chosen not to change then you don't have anybody but yourself to blame. Because in order to come forward in this hour, a vessel must not be influenced by the kingdom of darkness or religion, but only by my heart. So when we choose to become one with the darkness of Satan's kingdom, or with someone who chooses to live there, that darkness will eventually influence a heart and hinder its advancement. And I hold no condemnation when I release hearts from the assignment of trying to draw all hearts back unto me. We, we can only lead a horse to water, but we can't make them drink. That's what he's basically saying. So this is a time to throw all things not of me off unless hearts choose to align. This is a season of pure alignment. And for those who choose their own ways will not enter into the kingdom of love. Guard your hearts with all diligence because only kingdom minded hearts will be allowed to go further into the new space and place where all things are fixing to be made new. For those who have chosen to go their own way will find themselves grappling in the rocks and in the mud with no way out. 
because I won't force my servants to carry a load of unjust thinking or consequences that other hearts have decided to live within. The kingdom of God is good and pure and lovely. And although I have allowed those servants to walk down certain pathways in past seasons, these pathways are now being aligned with the kingdom and their pathways of righteousness to help show others around those vessels my way. But this current season is very different as I have a particular way that I would have you walk to align with truth so that all would know the glory and the power of a king. Every vessel thinks it knows its way back to me because of the measure of gifting, the prophetic that I've placed onto it. However, a measure isn't enough to get you into all truth. So I've placed you into groups of like-minded hearts and hearts that overflow with fire, willing to go the distance to get there. For those left behind, you have nobody but yourself to blame because I gave you every opportunity to choose life. But because of what little you thought you knew about me and my heart, you chose to walk your own way, deciding it was me. The Lord says, no, it most definitely was not. Because I give you keys to come out of the darkness. If you And if you remember correctly, during your hard season, says the Lord, I allowed pressure to come, hoping you would choose and choose love, but you went back like a dog to your vomit, calling it me, when those ways were most definitely not me. And you allowed the serpent Jezebel to influence your ways instead. But you can't serve two masters in this hour, so I'm making my people choose. Life or death, I'm telling you to choose life. As I have you enter into this new time period, and the Lord says, as you enter in, know that all things are called to align with kingdom, and if they choose not to align, they will be spewed out. So saith the Lord. So, moving forward, what does that mean for you, front runner or intercessors? Because this is something I learned yesterday, and I want to bring it to attention to everybody's attention and teach you. Because the Lord started unfolding it, unfolding the truth about it, to teach us how to pray against it. If we have false prophets, false teachers, preachers, and apostles, then you also have to consider the fact that you're going to have false intercessors, right? That never dawned on me until yesterday. And the Lord just started unpacking this stuff and talking to me about false altars, profane altars, profane usage of the word of God. Hello. Hello, front runner. Listen to the keys. So if, if anybody's doing this in, in this hour, you need to be very, very careful because of how God's spirit is coming near his people. When the way the truth and the life comes near, judgment comes with him. Are you not aware of that? So if you're praying like this, you're going to be judged. If a heart is unclean or will not participate in getting cleaned up, that heart has issues flowing through it. Usually, and I'm just going to name a few, you label yours of anger, bitterness, strife, manipulation, control, fear, Perversion, the list goes on and on and on. But I've noticed, and if you haven't seen the training centers rising up around us with deliverance ministers galore, um, God's giving us a way to get free if we'll choose to participate. But these are the issues flowing in and around these unhealed vessels who are praying these types of witchcraft Jezebelian prayers. But the devil can only... The devil's not allowed to use the word of God. And the only reason that he uses it is because he himself has no power. So he has spirits, unholy speaking spirits. Hey guys, flowing through those vessels to attack God's people. And the same premise is true for carnal Christians with unhealed areas. 
And I'm going to get into that in a second, too. There, there are different streams flowing in the church right now and in society, and I'm going to define them for you. But they have no power. So they abuse and use the word of God profanely, which can get them killed because they're operating in strange fire. I can't stress that high enough to you. I've never had God tell me something like that so strongly. He goes, this can get them killed. Like it got Aaron's sons killed in the ter- in the temple. When they come in, and God will give you grace for a season, but this is the season now where he's drawing the, si- the, the sand or the line in the sand saying, come this far, no farther. Don't do this anymore to my people. That's why he's starting to have the prophets acknowledge it. And we're starting to start, starting to educate God's true remnant. This is what's coming at you right now. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to start binding the witches because the witches are putting off or releasing spells to force these unhealed vessels to act as Balaam's prophets or releasing the spirits of Jezebel within those with the gift of intercession To use the word of God profanely. God can't be where sin is. He will spew you out. Do you understand? He's a holy God. So, profane. Let's let's go over what what the definition of profane means. Exodus 20, 25. You make an altar of stone for me. You must not build it of cut stones. Because if you strike it with your chisel, you will profane it. Do you not agree that you have an altar on your heart? If you have an altar on your heart and you've got all this crap going across it because of what you choose not to get delivered of, and then you're going to step into intercession, you're going to step into front running, and you're going to start releasing all this garbage against people around you, don't you think for a second God is listening and observing you? And you're using his name. Hello, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. If the word is God, the word is power. So you're speaking God on your lips across your nasty altar. And now you've got God's full attention. Let's go to the next one. Leviticus 22.2 Speak unto Aaron and to his sons that they separate themselves from the holy things of the children of Israel and that they profane not my holy name in those things which are hollow unto me. I am the Lord. Well, what What is hollow unto God? His word, his word. And if you're using it for unholy purposes because you have zero power, because you refuse to get cleaned up, then it's time for you to do a heart check. I'm not yelling at you. I am passionate about this. Leviticus 18, 21. And thou shalt not let any of thy seed. What is seed? Seed is the word. Is your words, your decrees. Pass through the fire to Molech. Thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech. Neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. When you're using the word of God like this, you're speaking through an unholy speaking spirit, which means you can't serve two masters. You're going you're gonna to choose one and defy the other, but that breaks the first of the big ten. Thou shalt have no other gods but me. So who are you serving? Yourself? The devil? That means you're stuck in the zodiac. You're stuck in the devil's heart. You're not in God's heart. Okay, let's go into the next one. There it is. Thank you, God. They shall therefore keep my ordinances, lest they bear sin for it, 
and die. Therefore, if they profane it, if they profane it, I will, I can't read the rest of it. They, you can't profane it. It's the word of the Lord because God sanctifies it. But what, he's, what I basically interpret that as, when you see the word ordinances, when you see the word laws and things, the word is the law of God. Okay. It's a protocol. It, it gives us direction. He's saying, don't use it in a profane way. Don't, don't make it a law to suit your own interest. Don't use his word. You may disagree with me. This is the way I interpreted that because of the revelation that he was showing me about profaning. But he's basically saying, don't take my word and use it any old way you please. I have a way that I do things and I'm calling you to step into that way. If you want to go higher in me and you want to step up into destiny. But this is an hour right now when God is removing Jezebel. He's moving it, removing it out of all the mountains. He's removing its eunuchs. And he's removing demonic religious intercessors. People that refuse to change or be changed. And I can already sense in the spirit by the by the spirit that there's a lot of religious people that are that are watching. And they're like, oh, you're not saying what I want to hear. No, I'm not. I don't care. If you want to go listen to garbage, go listen to somewhere else. Because I'm here to tell you the truth. If you want to change, you want to start succeeding in life, then get yourself cleaned up. And quit making everybody else around you suffer. Because of your rebellion, let's call it what it is, and your refusal to get cleaned up. So he's removing the Balaam's prophets, all their demonic intercessors, their roots, fruits, and seeds, all the demonic realities, they're all being tossed out. And the Lord says, this is what you need to pray about in this season. This is how you need to pray. You need to start coming against these types of things, asking God to remove Jezebel, all of its eunuchs, binding all these demonic intercessors, Balaam's prophets, their roots, fruits, seeds, all the demonic realities that they're using to create around God's true remnant through the word, word of God, through word cursings, evil decrees, through the Hebrew Torah or the word of God. Hello. And also bind all the glossary terms and scriptures attached to them. Cancel them out. First Corinthians 119, revoke them. Mark 7, 13. I'm telling you how to do it. And then go after all their laws. Any way they use the word of God as a law, revoke it in the court of repeal. Mark 7, 13. If they've used it in a profane way from a profane altar, nullify all their ingredients used on their altars. Nullify everything on their heart's altar that would influence the word profanely. Nullify it. 1 Corinthians 1, 19. And start holding these people accountable and getting free yourself so you can move on into what God has for you. But let's move into the word right now. Into the teaching. What are we at? We're at 16 minutes. We're doing good. Isaiah 43, 14 through 45, 10. And it talks about Jezebel's bulwark. How many people feel like they're under pressure today? Like you feel like the headwinds of the, the enemy are hammering down on you. And you're trying to get through that door tonight at 7 o'clock. You're determined to get through that door. I'm getting through that door. And if you haven't been notice, noticing like the last three weeks since we, since we started the process, um, and I love the head of the year. It's my favorite time of the year, actually, although it's difficult. It's difficult. But I love it when we started off with Rosh Hashanah and then we moved into Yom Kippur. And if you haven't noticed like the crescendo effect starting to build, it's starting to build. And as we really move in, like I've really noticed this week, just the, the angelic movement, there's tons 
tons. It's already starting. It happens every C3. But it, there's tons of angelic movement and there's tons of angelic revelation. And I was sensing this morning that a lot of the true remnant of God was getting really discouraged and down, downcast and very disheartened, thinking, why am I doing this? You know, I don't know if I have the strength to go on. I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, that's exactly where the devil wants you to be. It's right where he wants you to be. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to quit. You're going to quit. Yeah, please, please, please. Come on, come on, come on, come on, quit, quit, quit. That's what he's trying to get you to do. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. You're almost there. When you feel like you're not going to make it is usually right when the test is going to be over with. And next week, you're going to feel so full of fire and so full of life. That's what's always on the other side of this door. So everything on this side of the door is pure witchcraft. And they're just madder than hell that they can't get you to stop. So don't stop. Quit. They've lost. You stay the course you finish. But this is Jezebel's bulwark when it feels like an army is after you. How many people feel like there's an army after you right now? (laughs) I had to laugh. I had to put on some praise and high praise today and I had to laugh at the enemy. I just started laughing and I started thinking, yeah, you're a joke. You're a joke because I know my God always finishes what he starts. So as long as I'm committed and as long as I'm staying seated with him in heavenly places and I haven't moved, by the way, I'm not getting them moved. I'm not getting them seated. God's going to finish it. So although you're weary, God never gets weary. And although we get weary and well-doing, the Lord is saying, don't cheapen yourself by disobeying me. Don't cheapen yourself by making excuses for the things I'm asking you to do. Because not everyone crying out, Lord, Lord, is mine, says the Lord. Only those with pure hearts and intentions. And this is the same thing that Daniel went through when God challenged he, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. They were challenged with a few things, don't you think? They had to stand up for a few truths in their day. And they weren't compromising. They were like... No, (laughs) I'm not eating that mess. You go ahead and eat that, your version of truth. Go ahead and eat your version of truth. I'm not eating that. I'm just going to eat what the Lord has given me. And I'm going to stand here with the Lord, no matter what it costs me. Sometimes we have to be that person. Because freedom costs you. And, And freedom is costly. The more free we get in Christ, the more the devil hates you. Believe me, As a deliverance minister, he hates all of you. He hates all of us. We're all in the same boat. He hates deliverance ministers because he hates front runners even more, especially deliverance ministers slash front runners because we carry a new message. He hates us. And I'm like, you don't hate me as much as I hate you. Trust me. I am sold out to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm in it to win it. I've read the end of the book. We win. And I'm just announcing to you, Satan. You know what? There's nothing you can do to get me to quit. I decree that with Psalms 33, 9. The God commanded it and it was so. Because God's able to keep that, which I've entrusted to him until that day. He knows my heart. He's got a plan. Whom he calls, he qualifies. And he hasn't changed his mind. And you're not anywhere near as strong as my love for Christ is and as his love for me is. So I'm not talking to you. I'm just talking to the enemy for a second. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so let's get going. So they were in the fire, but they also knew God was faithful. And he is faithful. God's faithful to keep that which we've entrusted to him until that day. He formed us. 
He chose us and hence he promised to help us in these times when we face strong adversaries. And there's never a need to be afraid when God meets every need against the demonic because he keeps every promise. So the test then comes in our ability to think the best of love, to think the best and know that when we're going through high levels of witchcraft, remember I told you last, I don't know when, I told you several times during C2 about the whole purpose of C2 is a testing of the mind. It's a battlefield of the mind and how well we take our thoughts captive, how well we expect the best of people around us. Even when, when, when witchcraft is attacking them and, and trying to set them back and, and don't get me wrong. Some actions that witchcraft gets people duped with, those are deal breakers. That'll get you disqualified. That'll get you set back in this level where you have to go around the mountain again. But if you can think the best of God and you can think the best of your leaders, you can think the best of people around you, no matter what. Because it's intense when we go through CT. It's, it's the most intense time of the year, especially the week of Sukkot. Especially the week of Sukkot. It's intense. But if you can do that, you'll pass every test from that point on because you'll have learned the patterns of God and the way God does things. If you pass through one contraction point too, and everybody thinks they've got it, I think a lot of people think that they're moving through when they, they're just kind of getting bar ditched along the side roads and they've just kind of settled. And they think, well, life's going okay for me. Well, life's going okay for you because you're no threat anymore. You're not a threat anymore. But if you keep moving forward and the, the, in, the warfare is getting a little hotter for you, usually means you're advancing. You become a threat. So if things are calm around you, I'd do a heart check, which usually means there might be idolatry around your heart or something like that. But what's the folly of idolatry? Meaning how easy it is to trust something other than the Lord. And in this hour, what does God mean by that? He's saying in this hour, so many prophetic voices. I'm going to be really blunt today. So please just listen to my heart. If you've been here a while and you've been listening to me, you know I'm a blunt, I'm a blunt voice. I'm a double truth sword. So that I'm just being who God made me to be. But this is what he's saying. In the end times, God said he would pour his spirit out on all flesh. Is that not correct? That means he's pouring it out on good and evil alike. So it's activating our gifts. Our gifts are irrevocable. But what that means is it activated the fivefold anointing for us to step into the gift to start utilizing them. Some of you have had them from birth, but I believe when God poured his spirit out, it really heightened them. Okay? So the problem with that is that so many prophetic voices are only trusting in themselves. They think they're trusting God, but they put more trust in themselves than they do the Lord. And they base their identities in the gift instead of God. So they made an idol out of the gift, thinking more of themselves than they ought by letting their mouths start running off like a waterfall. Hello, Jezebelian intercessors. Nice to meet you. I really don't care to know you, but I'm identifying you. So they think they know everything about everyone, but what the real what the real uh, goal is? See, the the purpose of Jezebel is to prey on everything around it, everybody, every other heart around it. It wants to find your weaknesses. It's it's the the spirit of the gatekeeper of bitterness lets it in, and it gets its power off the fears in its own heart, 
and the fears and all the hearts around it. So because the fivefold giftings are activated on that vessel, that vessel wants to know everything about you, especially your weaknesses, because it wants to manipulate and control you. And if I know you better than you know you, I can control you if that's my heart. But that's not my heart. My heart's a truth heart. So, but if, if I know me better than you know me, or you know you better than you than anybody else knows you, nobody can control you. You'll see the devil for who he is. And you'll tell him to go take a flying leap in the next lake. But these prophetic voices think they know everything about everybody around them, so they're stepping into a spirit of tell-bearing, a spirit of gossip. They're stepping into all these things that they want to call God that aren't God. There's nowhere near God. Because God loves People that want to help other people succeed. He loves those hearts who want to take the the least of these and work with him to confound the wise. He loves hearts like that. And yet we have people stepping into these high-powered positions or into leadership positions, and they want to know everything about everyone so they can run their mouth off like a waterfall. Where's the love in that? You tell me, where's the love in that? Don't justify your sin. And, 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 and start pointing out the specks in other people's eyes when you're not willing to pull the log out of your own. It's not love, and you know it. And you're making excuses, and God's got his eye on you if you're doing it. And these waterfalls are generated by pride instead of humility and love. And the Lord's saying, you are not your gift. But when you begin to let your gift and your bad heart condition drive you, know that you're setting yourself up for judgment. And this is an hour where God is most definitely cleaning up the church, by the way. He's had enough with the crap in the church and all the excuses and the people running their mouths off at leaders. And 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 I'm going to get to that and say, we're just going to go through the whole charade today. We may go a little bit over. Hang out with me for a while. But he's cleaning up the church. Especially those stuck in the apparatus of religion, i.e. Jezebel, because he hates it. And he resents them hating his leaders and hating his true remnant of believers because they refuse to compromise love. They hate truth bearers, Jezebel, and they hate truth prophets because we're all speaking such strong truth in this hour. Does the truth offend you? Does it offend you? Good. Good. God didn't come to bring peace. He came to divide mothers from fathers, sisters from brothers with the truth, cutting down to the joints and the marrow. And quit using and abusing the excuse, well, you're not speaking the truth to me enough. Stay, quit making excuses to stay dysfunctional. You realize how many people you've, you've made miserable around you for years and, and quit falsely accusing voices like mine or whoever. There are other ones out there too. I can name them out of respect I won't. But quit falsely accusing us when you refuse to change. When your life has been stuck in this crap for years and no telling how many people you've made miserable because of your refusal to dis- and to obey the Lord. So when we get into this place of thinking we know more than God, he's fixing to show us who's God and who's not. And this is what he's saying in this hour. He's Lord saying, you better back your attitude out of my courts before I knock you out of your high tower. That's what the Lord is saying. Exact words what he told me today. Because you don't know as much as you think you know. And when we're following God's heart, we follow his ways, which include honor, 
It's the number one topic in the body right now. Have you noticed how, how dishonoring people are? They do their own thing. They don't follow any protocol. They don't, they don't, oh, they don't try to take accountability for, from their pastors. I'm going to get into that in a second too. And then I'm going to come back and they want to make excuses when these leaders get angry at them. They're like, you've got a problem with anger. No, you have a problem with honor. You have a huge problem with honor. You can't come into any house doing your own thing. That's why chaos exists. But when we honor, we understand that that gets the Lord's attention. We honor through all things. If you're truly who you say you are, you're going to honor God in all things. You're going to honor his leaders. You're going to honor people around you. You're going to understand that love has a way of doing things. If we want to see God show up on the scene, do you understand when love shows up on the scene, order shows up on the scene in order to establish order, you have to have honor. It's part of God's ways. It's part of love's ways. So when you get rebuked, you understand that rebuking is is not a bad thing. A prophet submits to a prophet anywhere you go. So even when you participate in person or online, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's always going to stay the same. You can run from here to eternity and you will always run away from the truth, but God will find you and he will always drive his point home. I'm not, Lord, saying this hour, I'm not changing. I'm not changing my ways to appease you. So we need to quit making poor excuses about why we should stay the same or stay the way we are. If you're saying you want to go out and through, that's what God's saying. Hallelujah. So the gate tonight is the most important gate in the history of Christianity. My prayer is that you show up, that you learn to grow up, and you let God move you out and through. It's time. When I was a child, I acted as a child, but now that I've become a man or woman of God, I'm putting away all childlike ways. I'm putting away my temper tantrums. I'm putting away, I'm not, I'm just going to ostracize you. I'm going to leave the church because you offended me. Who cares? Bye. Bye, Felicia. I'm not, I hate that saying, but that's what you feel like saying. It's like, bye, if that's all it took to get you to leave. Do you realize that when you work through things with people, when you, because the Bible says if you have aught with your brother, you go to your brother, right? That's what you do. If that's what you really, if you're really intention, if your intentions are to build strong bonds of love, you know what builds those bonds? What, what builds the bonds of love is when you get rebuked. And even if you don't understand, you go to a leader or you go to your parent or whoever rebukes you, your boss, and you try to work through these things and say, I don't understand where you're coming from, man. Can you explain this to me? Because that's what builds rapport. It builds respect. And you get to know that person's heart. But if if you're all self-focused and you're all into yourself, you're not going anywhere fast anytime soon. So this is an important gate that we're going to through tonight. Um, if you're going to participate in it. And the Lord's saying, not everybody's going to go through. That's what he said. Unless you have God's ways and his spirit of love and true love, which includes truth and correction because it brings true alignment. It brings true alignment. And this is the new thing that God is moving us into. And God is now not allowing hearts to enter any way they choose. The new level or this new level brings high level power. For those of you who've already moved through it, you're going to notice, you've probably already noticed that the presence of God in your vessel is growing stronger. 
I started noticing it on last Wednesday. And then the warfare hit Monday. Like a hurricane. <laughs> like a hurricane. And I believe that warfare has to do with the east gate demonic winds that we go through as we move through C1, C2, C3, C4. We're in C4 now. September's the start of C4, which is the higher things of the spirit, the higher angelic revelation. That's what we're moving into. And when we start coming to the head of the year and moving out of the old into the new, the enemy releases because this also, this week is the demonic high, uh, excuse me, yeah, yeah, it is. It's the demonic uh, high holy days or the demonic head of the year called Mabon. We talked about that on Monday. And so it's head-to-head combat, head-to-head. Would you not think we were like that on our mountains right now, on the government one especially? We're head-to-head with the truth. Their truth versus God's truth. The enemy spirit versus God's spirit. And guess what? God's going to win, Acts 539. <laughs> He's going to win. He already did. So we're coming to this new level, which brings high-level power. And God's saying, I'm not tolerating abusers, excuse me, abusers of that power. If you're abusive or if you're narcissistic or if you've got any residue of Jezebel and you choose to stay in that spirit, you're going to stay on this side of the gate. So you've got about, what time is it? 154, 2 o'clock. You've got about five hours to get deliverance of Jezebel. Just find a deliverance minister somewhere or renounce it. Based on Deuteronomy 27 and 28, Luke 10, 19. But you can do that. But it's time to get cleaned up. It's time to grow up. And the reason people haven't grown up and they've had no power and that their prayers haven't been answered is because they haven't been willing to look at their own heart condition. And because these people have refused to change or be changed, they've moved themselves into a category And you're moving towards disqualification. Some of you. I have never felt led to give a word like this before. Not ever. But I really sense with all my heart. God loves you enough. He's offering. He's telling you. It's his desire that all would come forward. And that all would come into these high places. But there's a way that seems right to a man. But the end is death. Our ways aren't his ways. So we don't get to do it our way. This isn't Burger King. You don't get it your way. You don't. You have to do it his way if you want to go through. So the Lord's saying, throw your idols away. Allow me to deliver you of Jezebel if you want to continue on with me in love. Because your version is perverted if you're operating in it, in Jezebel. And it's not based on my truth. But instead, it's based on your version of what you want truth to be. And the Lord's saying, you are not me. So today I'm setting a boundary line. Remember, we're being molded. We are. You and I are being molded into his image. He's not being molded into ours. And this is, I'm going to quote this from a pastor. He's still, he's a phenomenal pastor. His name is uh, Jeff Jansen, 2021. He said, if your pastor can't correct you, they can't cover you. No accountability is a liability. And if you're ready to leave every time you get rebuked, you're not looking for a covering. You're looking for a cover-up. You're just looking for someone to appease you, to agree with you, to be your yes man. And you're going to find that leaders in this hour aren't going to be your yes man. They're going to start correcting you left and right. 
Stop doing that. Sit your butt down. Don't do that in here. If that's the way you're behaving. And a lot of people are going to leave. They're going to get offended. They're like, how dare you talk to me like that? How dare you act that way in this house when you know better? That's the level of honor that you're fixing to see us step into. That's the level of power and truth that we're already stepping into. That's the level of narrowness that we're stepping into with spiritual laws, which moves us into Ephesians 3, 1 through 21. And it talks about purpose for this reason. And it's where God's talking about the rebuilding of the church. Don't you, wouldn't you not agree that the church needs a little help right now? Jesus said he was going to build his church. And I'm going to state he's rebuilding his church right now. But our motivation has to be that of wanting to pray and serve. We can't come in with our own agendas. We can't. And, and, you know, I made a statement last week. I made it to my mother, actually, where I said, you know, it's a, what did I say? It's a sacrifice to serve. And she said, no, it's not. She corrected me like that. My mom said, no, it's not. And I said, why? What makes you say that? And she said, because God gives us gifts. And just like he gives us talents, if he gave you a gift, he gave you the gift to be utilized to honor him out of your love for him. But if you're in it for any other reason but him, you're in it for the wrong reasons, which usually means you're using your gift for what you can get out of it. You're basing your identity on your gift. And the Lord said, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. I gave the gifts so that I would be glorified, says the Lord. So this is what Jesus is talking about. And he says, um, are you coming in with your own hidden agenda? Because there are two streams flowing in the church in this hour. And the two streams are this. Jew and Gentile in the church. There's a me- In the overview of this is that there's a medium-sized, deep-loving stream beginning to flow from the remnant. And it's picking up strength because many in the other stream are having their eyes open to the truth. So they're jumping ship. And I'm going to get into the other stream here in a second too. They're repenting the other stream and they're getting on board with Christ and adjusting their way. So they're jumping into love. They're like, God, I got I know there's more. I want more. I have to have the more. I don't want to live my life out here just thinking this is all as good as it gets for me. It's not. There's so much more. And Jesus talked about it. I think it's in John 5, 13. I want to say that that's the right scripture. But he was talking about when Jesus told the disciples, he said, there are so much more. The mysteries, there's so many more mysteries that I'd love to show you. But because you couldn't digest it, I can't show you. But there's so much more. So that's the first stream. And then there's the carnal stream, which is, some of them are having their eyes open in this hour, praise God. And they've been stuck in stagnant waters. Their lives have been polluted with crud as their hearts uh, have grown just nasty. Nasty. I'm going to call it what it is. They think that they're okay, but yet that many have been polluted by Jezebel because of wrong doctrine, doctrines of demons, or because they refused to listen to the truth. They didn't want to hear the truth because of their fear of having to look at their own heart. And this is almost, this is really, really why a lot of their circumstances in their walk have come almost to a standstill. Yet they still want to call their version of Christianity Christ. And God's like, there's no love in your, your actions. Cause a lot of these people are also caught up in narcissism, 
They're caught up in Ahab and all these, these demonic entities. And their bad behaviors have pushed Christ away. Christ can't be where sin is. So they have no power. And yet everybody thinks that they're in the right stream. And the Lord says, I think it's time to do a heart check and allow me to show you where you're at. But I also think a lot of people know that if they do, and they do allow Christ to come in, that they're going to be forced to do a reality check with God and get aligned. They're going to be forced to get aligned. And a lot of people don't like that truth. They don't want to know. They'd rather stick their heads in the ground like the, a camel sticking their his head in the sand, acting like there's no issue. But there's a big issue in the church right now. It's the elephant in the room. And matter of fact, I, when I was writing this today, I genuinely felt like just this power, this passion and this passion from Christ. He's like, I want the church to get cleaned up. I'm tired of the excuses. This moves us into the non-believers. And this is the last two groups are kind of scary to me. Um, they've never known Christ. And they usually, they don't care to know him. They don't, there are some that will never come to him. And then the last group is those, this is the scariest group to me, those who have begun to fall away from Christ. They got disconnected and failed to ask for help in the hard places so that God could pick them back up. <clears throat> others got caught up in wrong doctrine while others don't even believe in the Trinity, which disqualifies them. Because if we don't have God's revelation of who he says he is, we don't fully know him. Only Jesus can reveal himself as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And if you're stuck in that place, you're stuck under the apparatus of religion. I don't care how, how well developed you think your fivefold giftings are. The gifts of God, you have to understand this. Even on the religious, on the, on the spirit-filled and the religious, people who are non-spirit-filled, everybody's giving gifts. They're irrevocable. And they're still activated. It doesn't mean they're operating in the right way. It doesn't mean they're clean. But everybody's got gifts. Some of them are being covered uh, by the spirit of religion to where the enemy uses them instead of God being able to use them. But we are not our gifts. We're who Christ says we are through his own heart. But we have to get to know him first as well as his ways. This is narrowness, which leads... Okay, let me define this too. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You've heard that there's a narrow way, right? <clears throat> the narrow path. I talked about it at the beginning, which depicts the application and the activation of the new spiritual laws on the new, on the new level. There's also, that's the godly narrowness. The ungodly narrowness is narrow-mindedness. When a heart or a mind refuses to change, thinking, no, I know more than you, God. I know more than you which leads to shallowness in relating and weakness. How many people feel like when you're in the church, you don't connect with people? Or maybe you do, but just not people at that location. That God has to put specific treasure chests in and around you. Hello, front runner. And <clears throat> those are the people that know him. The spirit bears witness with the spirit. Love knows love. It's a universal language, but the warm, unconditional love of Jesus God says, how will you know my people? By my love. So we become narrow-minded when we're stubborn in our determination to be right. Instead of allowing Christ to come in and put his finger on some things and saying, you know what? This isn't me. 
This isn't me. This perception you're operating in is a demonic perception. Hello, perception's reality. So we there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death. And how many people have been blinded by things for years? And then all of a sudden you have a eureka moment with Christ and your eyes are open to the truth. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I believe that. How duped I was. Have you ever been there? Hallelujah. Thank you guys. Thanks, Ida. So, the remnant. Let's get back to the remnant. This Jezebelian bulwark that's been hammering down on you the last couple months is driven by the fears of these people as some have begun fighting God's truth because they're determined to be right. That's why these that's the demonic headwinds coming at you, actually. is a lot of these demonic Jezebelian intercessors. But the Lord says they're in for a rude awakening because my truth is marching on. You can, you know, it's, 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 it's so interesting to me, and this is just my opinion. It's interesting to me how people will stay stuck for years. And, and they'll fight with you over doctrine. They'll argue. And God hates it when we argue over doctrine, by the way. Because God says if you're eating one type of food and another person's eating another, great. Eat on. Eat away. Eat as much as you want. But don't judge another man's faith by it. God says we're not ever to judge another man's faith. And by the way, we don't know the heart of those people. So I don't know who people think that they are by doing that kind of stuff. But this other side, the Lord's been showing me this for two weeks now. As the truth starts stepping onto the scene, the people that have stepped into deliverance and into higher levels of love and truth, truth and love are the same thing, they're going to become protected. Like, and I think I think I've heard it from Kurt Landry. He's talking about, and we pray it in our prayers all the time. We've been praying it for over 20 years about being in God's witness protection program and God's secret service. But when God starts supernaturally protecting you and his glory is covering you why do you think he's bringing you higher not just for service obviously that's the number one thing but he's also doing it for your protection so when we battle him and we demand our own ways we set ourselves up for destruction and lack of power which brings us to Psalm 68, 1 through 18. We're topping in about 47 minutes. I told you I'd go a little bit over today. Pardon me. And it speaks about when God blows the enemy away. That's where we're heading. <laughs> like, I think it, I haven't even read the news today, but I'm hoping go Arizona. So anyway, there you go. I said it. So, but that's where we're heading. God's about to blow the enemy away. And He's also about to blow the minds of his true remnant because of the power coming onto the scene. That's what he's saying. This psalm is actually about God telling his people to stay the course because he's been with our hearts from the beginning. And this passage speaks about the victorious Savior who always provides a way for his spiritual army and his worshipers who knew his heart. So getting into position came very easily for many of you because you were warriors who trusted God in everything. You just trusted him like a little child. Some are given the gift of faith. Others joy. Very few are given the gift of love from birth. So, so for those of you given the gift of God's presence on your vessel from birth, this is all you've ever known. You've had to trust the Lord. You're a front runner. You've had to trust the Lord in all things. 
because that's what your life consisted of. But for those who maybe weren't given that gift, they've had to learn to trust God. And if you are one of those, I applaud you. That's a hard thing. That's a very hard thing. But you've learned to trust beyond measure and therefore aren't even worried about the Jezebelian bulwark because you already know that God's provided a way out and through. I got excited today. I got very, very excited. Actually, I got excited last night when I started seeing all the things come up about profane. Uh, The Lord was depicting what was profane and how he made Balaam bow down to him, which means he he makes Balaam's words bow down to the truth. And so you can use that scripture as well to call those scriptures and that they're using from the Balaam's prophets, from the Jezebelian intercessors. And if love didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 37 to 38. So God's saying in this hour, only say and pray what you hear your father saying and praying, right? So those are your, those are your tools. Just knock those things out. I'm telling every holy intercessor that's, operating in love right now you're only praying and saying what you hear your father saying so you can stay aligned you're going to be binding i'm going to say it again you're going to be binding the enemy's head his hands his feet and his mouth you're going to be binding all unholy altars of any unholy heart especially off of jezebelian intercessors balaam's intercessors nullifying the ingredients on those heart or the demonic roots and fruits and seeds And then you're going to be severing those things off in the spirit, as well as their witchcraft prayers, prayers prayed amiss, scripture spoken in malice out of the Hebrew Torah or out of the Bible. And even the glossary terms, you're going to be binding those. You're going to be binding any scriptures attached, severing them off on the international, federal, state, city, county, and personal level. Sever this crap off. Command Balaam's words to bow to the Lord of Jesus Christ in you with Luke 10, 19. Command those words to fall to the ground. If love didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground, even in the courts of heaven. You don't have to put up with this mess. Okay? We're in a different season. We're in a very, very different season. But you got to know who you are and whose you are. Because the truth is marching on. He's marching on and he's moving everything out of his way. Like a bullet train. Truth is coming on through. Which means we have to be truthful with ourselves about our own hearts if we want to move them with him. So it moves us to Proverbs 24, 1 and 2 as we wrap up. I want to thank everybody for joining me today, but don't quite leave yet. But it states, do not envy the wicked. <clears throat> don't even desire their company. You want to know why? Because you become who you hang around. For their hearts plot violence and their lips talk about making trouble. God says, if anything is good, if anything is pure, if anything is lovely, think on these things. And and I believe, you know, my heart, you know, I was talking to a good friend of mine today out of New York. And um, I was telling them, we were talking about how much in the last year God has changed us. And I said, you know, it's so funny. The people I hung out with are different. Now they're way different than when I first started the year off. And I said, the things I was doing are different. I said, I've gotten into a really peaceful place with a lot of really great, loving, peaceful people. And it's funny because had you introduced me to some of these people a year and a half ago, maybe I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been drawn to them in the spirit, but it's just funny because that's the new place that God's taking us into. And I love this place. It's, it is a powerhouse place of love. I mean, it it just, it's wonderful. Um, am I still human? Yeah. I still have my moments. I got mad the other day while driving with somebody but you know I'm as human as you are and so we just repent and we get back into alignment 
But, you know, I think in, in this season, this is just my heart to yours, is if we're going to get free, you know, everybody's got stuff, first of all. Everybody's got stuff we're dealing with. Um, and we have to have the grace for each other to help other people move out of their stuff and into position. We've got to have that type of love for other people. At the same time, while having that, we also need to be honest with ourselves, I believe, and being willing to deal with our own stuff, pulling this, the logs out of our own eyes before we judge the specks in others. And, and quit getting and making excuses when people get angry at us when we demand our own way or when we start trying to call right wrong and wrong right. How many people find yourself making excuses sometimes? I didn't do that. Uh, that's not what I meant. No, I would never do that. When you know darn well the motive in your heart was towards that action that you were moving into. Own your stuff. Do you want to have people respect you in this life? Go to your brother, learn to work out your issues with people. It'll build those bonds of love. But own your stuff. Own your stuff. That's the way to move out and through. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of people around us who are deliverance ministers. They're they're deep in our, they're into deep inner healing, and they'll help you get delivered. But be willing to own your stuff. Don't get stuck in denial. So with that, I hope you're encouraged today. Uh, again, my name is Dr. Missy Hood. I wish I'd put things. Peggy and I, I hear me talk about Margaret Rowe uh, and all of her stuff that she does. She is a phenomenal designer out of L.A. She won Designer of the Year in 2019. And so she's done a lot of red carpet events. But she and I are finishing up our book together called Just a Conversation Away, where the Lord has allowed her and I both to walk in heaven. And so we're talking about our experience and what led us to write the book. And we're going to be talking about that. I think it's on, let me see what the thing is here. It is, the day is going to be October the 12th, 7 p.m. CST. We'll be doing that on YouTube and Facebook. So you're going to want to be there. It's going to be a great conversation. We'll be taking phone calls. And um, heck, who knows, you know, I may be, I may be flying out to uh, L.A., actually to do it with her there live and so we're still talking about that but definitely tonight make your way over to Kurt Landry Ministries uh, or if I don't know what other ministries are doing that's the only one I'm aware of right now but at 7 p.m. CST get through your door get through your door and um, if you're interested uh, as well in finding a tribe if you need deliverance and inner healing frontrunner we're a frontrunner ministry here Email us at yeshuanavigator at gmail.com. We'd love to vet you. Uh, we, God has to put his finger on you to front run because believe you me, once you go through 1CT, you'll know why. You have to have the grace with all the witchcraft we deal with. But we love you. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And uh, if I don't catch you the rest of the day or tonight, I'll see you on Monday. Okay? Have a great night and uh, have a blessed uh, weekend. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.